Hello everyone and welcome back to the Wannabe Cricket Expert with your host, yours truly, Anna Bhattacharya. Now today's episode is going to be a little bit different. You know, usually ever since the IPL has begun, I've been doing a lot of IPL weekly roundups. But today it's going to be about a franchise that I don't support, but at the same time I have an immense respect for, and that is Mumbai Indians. Now... The reason why I'm talking about the Mumbai Indians is they're the benchmark of a T20 team, okay? They've got five IPL titles. They've got two Champions League T20 titles. They're the greatest T20 team of all time. But to see the downfall of them just feels really weird. As much as I'm enjoying it, it also feels weird. And so, you know, I wanted to look through the history of Mumbai Indians and so obviously IPL begins in 2008 and guess who the owner is? Aka- uh, sorry, not Akash, Mukesh Ambani, the richest man in India, takes over the Mumbai Indians. And there's this, and they're sort of meant to be, how would I say it? They're meant to be the big club. The brick franchise of the IPL. They're based in Mumbai, which is arguably, I think, I'm not sure exactly, but probably the most populated city in India. It's where everyone gets opportunities, where a lot of people have made their careers in different industries. Um, It's where Bollywood is based. Um, You know, uh, someone like Mukesh Ambani also made a name for himself in Mumbai. Some of the greatest cricketers have come from Mumbai. And so... It was always meant to be this big thing, a big club with high expectations. But the first season for the Mumbai Indians in 2008 does not go well. Um, They narrowly missed out on playoffs, finishing fifth. Sorry, not the playoffs. At that time, it was semi-finals. They finished fifth with seven wins and seven losses. Uh, with Delhi Daredevils getting a no result, which would lead them getting one point over the Indians. And so everyone thought, okay, well, they got close. 2009 will be better. 2009 was worse for Mumbai Indians. Um, Rohit Sharma, who was playing for the Deccan Chargers, then took a hat-trick against them. Uh, It was just an absolute terrible season for the Mumbai Indians. They finished seventh with five wins and eight losses. And you thought, oh boy, you know, is the big club mentality expect and the expectations getting to them? But uh, what would happen in two thousand and ten? It would be absolutely crazy. Um, in two thousand and ten, they would acquire one player who I think. Is arguably the greatest T20 player of all time, and that is Kyron Pollard. Uh, a lot of franchises were in it for him, but ultimately, in the end, Mumbai got him. And well, Mumbai, they had a brilliant tournament in 2010. Uh, they finished top of the table with ease in 14 games. They won 10 and lost four. And you thought, oh, but you know they're gonna win the tournament. They beat. Uh, Bangalore in the semi-final but then in the final they fell short to Chennai Super Kings and then later they would go through the Champions League T20 but they screwed up uh, missing out on net run rate uh, to go to the semi-finals in 2010 
2011 is when it's uh, you see you see um what's the word the rebuild getting to you can see progress in the rebuild now although they got knocked out in the playoffs in qualifier 2 they ended up winning uh, in IPL 2011 in the 2011 Champions League T20 Mumbai would end up winning the tournament and they would beat Bangalore in the final that was their first ever trophy which was a great achievement um to say the least uh you know in what they got bought of 139 Bangalore were no give 38 after four yet they got bought out for 108 in the end um and then 2012 was again pretty good season uh finishing third uh narrowly missing out on second spot but then they would lose to Chennai Super Kings um in the uh eliminator and you thought when well, when's Mumbai's first IPL season going to uh, title going to come um and then in 2013 that's where it all begins this is where Mumbai click into gear. They absolutely destroy everyone. Um, you know, they finished the season with 11 wins out of 16 games. They lost qualifier one. Then they won an absolute thriller against Rajasthan in qualifier two. And then Rohit Sharma, skipper, leads Mumbai to their first ever IPL title win. Uh, against Chennai and that was a brilliant um, game with Kyron Pollard he really stood up in the final because Chennai well uh, Mumbai well they didn't really bat well they were about 452 in the 10th over Pollard comes in 60 of 32 not out takes him to 148 and then Chennai they just never got going in the final uh, what were they? they were 6 for 39 by 8 overs within the 8th over it just fell short, and in the end, you know, Mumbai they started, they won t- uh, titles in 2015 as well. They won a title in 2017. That was they become the first IPO team to win the third um, IPO title. They keep they became the first IPO franchise to win the third IPO title, and you thought, well, you know, who can stop them? And then came oh, and then of course in 2013, alongside winning the IPO. They also won the Champions League T20. Now, this was a really crazy event in 2013, which was they had um, lost to Rajasthan in the first game of the tournament, um, which was... But it was a pretty close game. Uh, Rajasthan chasing down 143 in the final over. Um, and this was also Sachin Tendulkar's final ever T20 tournament that he played in. Then their second game against Otago Vault got abandoned without a ball bowled. So they had two must-win games, but they would also have to ensure that their net run rate was above the opposition. Then Mumbai played Highfield Lions, absolutely thrashed them uh, in a really easy run chase. And then came an absolute a great win that... A win, a win that... How would I say it? You, they wouldn't. They would have to do the unthinkable. In, twenty thirteen, and well. They had to chase one hundred and fifty against Perth Scorchers within fourteen point two overs in order to ensure that they could make the semi finals. 
they did it within 13.2 i don't think i will ever see anything like that ever again in a cha- when if the champions league t20 ever comes again because it was just breathtaking batting uh, Rohit Sharma leading from the front with 51 of 24 and in the semi-finals that's when he just got easy for the Mumbai Indians beating Trinidad and Tobago in the semi-final and then they beat Rajasthan in the final and they became the second IPL team to win an IPL uh, win the IPL and this Champions League T20 within the same year and you thought boy you know this is the beginning of Mumbai dynasty, and that's exactly what it was. You know, 2013, 2015, 2017, they win IPO. 2018 is when they have a bit of an off year, uh, where they just slightly miss out on playoffs. But that was, you know, off seasons do happen. Uh, but then again, in 2019, they come back with a great title win. Um, and then uh, 2020 as well, where you thought, well, is COVID going to stop IPO? But it doesn't. Uh, we just have a delayed IPL where Mumbai Indians would end up winning the tournament with ease. But then in 2021, I think this is where the downfall of Mumbai really start to begin. Uh, they had just missed out on playoffs on net run rate. And even then you thought, again, it's probably just those one-off seasons that can happen with a franchise and they just narrowly missed out on playoffs so it's not as if they had been thrashed or anything but then this year i don't know what the heck has happened this year as of now mumbai indians they've played nine games they've only won one they're on two points chennai super kings won ninth uh on six points and they and they've also played nine games, but the downfall of Mumbai is just. I'm still speechless. Um, but that being said, you know. Um, like, I am I really surprised by it? Not too much, because that squad. There's too much of. A rebuild and there's not enough quality I would say amongst players and I feel like even some of the like Pollard being retained for 16 crores uh, for six crores while Rohit gets 16 despite Pollard doing a lot more come on man I get that Rohit's the star player but you shouldn't be paying more than 10 for him they should have gone 10 for Rohit 16 uh, and then whatever 12 for Pollard. Pollard deserved a lot more. Um, you know, some of the players in the bowling attack, with all due respect, Jadevunatkat, Basil Tampi, you know, are not, they're not starting. They're not going to win you a title or get you far into playoffs. Uh, Timor Mills as well. You've got you've to gotta utilize those players well. Um, you know, Morgan Ashwin was the first spinner. Morgan Ashwin is well known to do well as a spin duo. Mumbai were playing just one spinner. As him as a line spinner. He's been really some really stupid decisions. Ishan Kishan, I feel like, has been the... They shouldn't have gone for him. They, I really think they should have gotten back someone like Dinesh Kartik. They should have gone 10 cross for Dinesh Kartik. Because honestly, like, it was such a stupid 
the reason why I say stupid Sean, I don't think Kishan has delivered in the IPL to go for 15 crores. That, uh, um, you know, it's just, he's only had, what, I think one season. Before 2022, he's played in the IPL for six seasons. But you could say mostly five because in 2016, he only played like a handful of games. I would say, even just forget his career, Gujarat Titus. Ishan Kishon's IPL career from the 2018 IPL to 2021. He's only had one season where he's gotten over 300 runs. I think that itself shows how much flaws he has in his game that is being exposed. He's he's just only got a good leg side game, if anything. You bowl five kilometers outside off stump, he won't be able to time a single one. He's just completely struggling. I feel like some of this uh, decision... Um, Mumbai have made it regarding in terms of batting positions have also been poor, such as, um, you know, putting Tilak Varma over Surya Kumayadav, Devold Brevis as well. There's not, there's too much youth and not enough experience for my opinion. Even someone like Daniel Sams, he went for quite a bit. He was a starting player as well. Like, I think they really missed, they're really missing Hardik. And Krunal, maybe not Krunal too much, but they, Mumbai are definitely missing Hardik Pandya. They should have, you know, uh, unpopular opinion to an extent, but they could have let go of Rohit as well, possibly, and retained Hardik, and then go for Rohit again in the auction, because you get the feeling that Hardik would have. Uh, the guy is the best all rounder in India, like. I'm really speechless as to what Mumbai have done. And, you know, if you look at the past, in all of the successful teams, there's been a big core. Now that core begins with who? Rohit Sharma. Okay, you, you've kept him. Okay. And then if you go by Karan Pollard as well. Uh, he's been involved with the franchise um, since... 2010 I think yeah it was 2010 when they got him I can't believe I'm forgetting him uh, who else has been involved you know Sachin Tenduka as well Sachin too as well has been involved with the franchise even after his retirement uh, from the IPL they've been absolutely brilliant uh, you know of course alongside the in, in this core group I would say altogether, there's been about six or seven players that have been integral to Mumbai's success. Rohit Sharma, Kyron Pollard, Jasprit Bumrah, even Malinga. How can I forget him? He's arguably the, the greatest foreign bowler alongside Sunil Narayan in the IPL. And then Hardik and Kunal. And one more I would add now is obviously Surya Kumar Yadav, who's been part of Mumbai's 2019 and 2020 victories. Um... I feel like Mumbai, they're going to have to revisit what they want to do. Because obviously in the auction as well, they spent 8 crores on Jofra Archer. And Archer isn't even available to play in this year's IPL. So, it, it was really stupid decisions on some of the likes. You look at the squad and you go, How? sure, Tilak Verma and Dewald Brevis have sort of, you know, 
they've been great youngsters to find, but they're not going to win you titles. You play them, sure, but you've got to have a good experience core around them to guide them. I don't think that's happening with Mumbai. Um, you know, and, I, and sometimes I feel like, to an extent, there's probably a little bit too much influence from the outside part of uh from out of within the administration and support staff of um mumbai indians you know you've got uh mostly within coaching staff that's involved mostly on the field rather than i'm not talking about scouts or um head of cricket operations i feel like they don't have as much of an influence um but you've got obviously bowling coach shane bond robin singh as the batting coach then you've got the batting mentor of tenduka Look, it's a bit unpopular, but do you really need a batting mentor when you've already got a batting coach? I, I know Tendulkar's are great, but then I don't. I, it almost feels like that Robin Singh's role is not required. They're going to have to make a few cuts. I feel like Jawardna will stay as coach, um, but they, ha- they are going to have to really refocus because this is the first time s- since 2009 that Mumbai will not be making the playoffs for two consecutive IPLs. And that's a bit weird. You know, Chennai is obviously most likely not set to qualify for um, IPL as well, unless uh, they win five in a row and absolutely leapfrog everyone. It's going to be really interesting. Um, If I were, amongst this current squad, if I were to keep players in the Mumbai squad for next year, I would honestly get rid of Rohit as well. He's 35. You've got to retain... You've got to spend less on him. Max you can do is 10 crores on Rohit. I know he's the India captain and all, but they're overspending, especially for someone who doesn't score the runs. So I would have, I would keep Rohit. I'd keep Surya Kumar Yadav. The old Brevis I'd keep. Tilak Verma I'd keep. Pollard I'd still keep despite the poor season because he's the greatest T20 cricket of all time. He gets released... Whoever bids for him, they're going to have to pay over 15 crores for him. So they've got to be smart. I think you'd keep Tim David as well. Uh, Tim David, he deserves a run. The poor guy has... He hasn't really gotten a go after being dropped, I think, after two games. So especially after everything that he's done in other T20 leagues. So I think Tim David deserves a go. I wouldn't... Maybe Arun Juyal, because he's only being retained for 20 lakhs. Done. You don't need to spend hard on him during the auction. Keep him for a base price. Get rid of Ishan Kishan. Uh, Bumrah, definitely keep. Uh, Mayank Kumarkande, I definitely keep as well. Uh, maybe Riley Meredith. And then you've got they've got to think differently on how they want to approach their overseas and Indian core of fastballers. I think one player who I think would have really improved them with the especially within the new ball is Sandeep Warrior from Kerala, but obviously plays with Tamil Nadu nowadays. Uh, Warrior's really good um, with the new ball. He hits a bit of a hard length. He's got good pace. Swings the ball. Um, I think he would have done. Uh, from the top of my head, I think Ankit Rajput would have probably been a good... They need like a sort of red ball style bowler who goes in hard at the new with the new ball. Has a bit of experience. And I think that's exactly what Mumbai are missing. Because they're not cut... Well, if you're going to bowl or not, then you've got to bowl him out within the 15th over. They can't be having him in the death overs, trying to defend less than 20 to Dhoni, and then he, where the matchup is completely against him. 
But yeah, you look, overall, the downfall of Mumbai Indians is just... From a KKR perspective, it's great. <laughs> it gives KKR a chance to catch up. But at the same time, you feel like it just doesn't feel right. Because when you look at Chennai, when, when you look at something like Chennai, there's also there's an element of they deserve to have a downfall because of what they did regarding the whole fixing stuff in 2015. And sort of like... And that's probably why I, I that's why I also put Mumbai right Mumbai as a better T Twenty team overall as over Chennai as well because not only have they got more titles than Chennai, um, they also haven't been involved in fixing like Chennai has. Although that's a completely different topic, um, you know. If you to win five IPL titles in the space of eight years, that is bloody incredible. And so, for them not to even go towards the playoffs is just, it's a different scale, honestly. This IPO is just throwing different spanners across the works. And, well, I don't know how they're going to rebuild, but they could be very smart next auction. They've got to get an overseas spinner, like, you know, they didn't get Chahal in the, in the auction. They let go of Chahal to go for Archer. They didn't go for Zampa, who I think is arguably the best international spinner in the world right now. So, they've got to be smart. And please stop bidding for Arjun Tenduka, man. We can tell that's proper nepotism. The guy's only played, like, what, two T20 games in his whole career. And he's being bought by Mumbai for the last two seasons. Um, But, yeah, that's it overall from me. Uh, no one knows how Mumbai will rebuild, but I guess we'll see over the next year or so. Um, take care, everyone, and I'll be back with another episode soon. I want to be a cricket expert on a Paracharya out.